Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Uh, hi. Dave. I long for combat. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with Craig, so take it away. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Um, are you implying um, that Craig is a good thing? Well, thank oh, you, you, Mike. Know, you know Craig's a good thing. Oh. Um, no, this, quick... this segment of the show is just called Craig. That's... All right. Well, uh, I guess I talk about myself. Um, so... I yep, my I good agree. Thing this Craig week... is Craig is pretty weird. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess my good thing this week uh, will be this uh, gourmet ice cream sandwich I had. There's like this place that we went to in Westchester, which is located near where I live, um, and they stock these gourmet sandwiches that apparently are shipped from Richmond, uh, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. So I guess if you're on the East Coast of the u.s you can look for this it is called uh i don't remember nickel fish shoot i don't re- hold on I'll, I'll look it up no i was really invested <laughs> in hearing what this was my good thing's better <laughs> i was hoping for directions for westchester that included being west of Eastchester. westchester pennsylvania or westchester new york because if you're no. talking about westchester new york that's where the x-men live no, Nightingale. There it is. Nightingale ice cream sandwiches. That's what it was. I will and post the link. And if you happen to be nearby and it happens, it, it was like at a cafe or something like that. So what was the name? my way to get one? What What was the name you thought it might be at first? <laughs> I forget what I said. Nightcrawler. Night, I forget what I said. No, it wasn't even close to Nightingale. Nightcrawler. Well, do you remember what I said, Mike? Because I don't I, remember. I don't. That's why I'm trying to get you to tell me. I'll I'll hear it again when I edit, but that might be a while. Well, it's called Nightingale. <laughs> and the neat thing is they have a lot of different flavors. So uh, the one I tried was a strawberry shortcake, um, but I do have one called Cookie Monster in the fridge. And I also have one called Fat Banana, which is essentially banana and chocolate. But, you know, they have like sea salt caramel and chocolate French roast, which apparently is like a coffee one. Uh, my wife might like that. I was hoping for fat banana to be banana and lard. They have a banana pudding, which I want to try, but they don't have that near here. Looks like they have a key lime pie. So anyway, you can check it out, see if it's near you, and yeah. Yep. Oh, Knight's now I want Bane, ice cream. Knight's Bane ice cream sandwiches. The Blackthorn ice cream sandwiches. Located conveniently in East Chester, New Pennsylvania. Yeah, the funny thing is, Westchester is actually in the eastern side of the state. Uh, and in fact, it's like, I think it's the eastern side of Chester County. Um, so but I have no idea why it's called. Chester. So it's not even actually west of Chester. No, That's it's, wild. I'm pretty sure well, it's... no, it's west of Chester if you mean like Chester as in, in England. Yeah, but so is <laughs> everything else on this continent. I don't know why they named it Westchester. Apparently it used to be named Turk's Head. So wow. well, you know what? That's an improvement. <laughs> Head. Even old New York was once was, New Amsterdam. It was originally known as Turk's Head after the inn of the same name located in what is now the center of uh, Westchester, the borough. 
So anyway, uh, Nightingale ice cream is the actual good thing. Westchester is not my good thing. I mean, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, Westchester sucks. That's not Why what I said. Danger. I live near say. there. Yeah. All right, Dave, what's your Westchester sucks this week? Um, My good thing this week is my good friend, Craig. I've known oh, him thanks, for Dave. over 20 years in real life. Uh, we met, we used to work together at a grocery store, and uh, we were both cashiers. We were on adjacent registers, and we just uh, started to talk about Link's Awakening, because it's a great game. <laughs> and then he got me to play Chrono Trigger. He's the one that got me into Twitch, uh, where like I know all of my friends from nowadays. And I got him into board games by Fair. infecting him with the Settlers of Catan virus. That was my first board game. And also, we used to play chess with a tiny little travel chess set at work. At work. Oh, yeah. Because you uh, you moved into bo- the bookkeeping office where you could hide it. <laughs> no one cared. Jeannie pretended to care. Well, thank you, Dave. Shout outs to... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to mention anyone's full name on this podcast. But shout outs to that guy, Chris. All right. My good Dave this week is... Um... Uh... Little Red Book, who is who has officially graduated to friend of the podcast status, I think. Ooh. Um, yeah, she has guested on multiple episodes of our patron-only content. Um, Alice in Wonderland, she did an episode of the of the movie sequels one we've been doing. And she's a semi-regular on the Legendarium Green Team podcast, as well as having her own a relatively new podcast about sci-fi and fantasy short fiction called Wordless. So go check those things out, because I don't think we've given her a proper shout-out on the main show that most people listen to, and she's only really gotten to plug herself on the patron-only content, which very, very, way fewer people listen to. But you can totally check out that patron-only content by becoming a patron, by going to patreon.com slash CosmereCast. And throwing some money at us, but little red book where you'll where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. You will also find that, and money and Discord are separate things, but they can come together if you want. You know, I'd like to also give give a second shout out to our Discord server. I think it's pretty good. Like as a good thing, like it is happening. There's lots of discussion happening. Uh, I like how it turned out. Uh, oh good yeah, job, everyone, and, and not just not us. Like, everyone who's participating, as in our listeners, like, thank you guys. I want to throw some public pressure at Craig. Red has been trying to get you to guest on a Green Team episode for a while now. So, yeah, get no. on that. I I am. I'm waiting for them to record the thing, to do the thing. Nah, do it faster. I'm not in control of this. Because, let's see, Tor- I have, Tori has. Dave, you were gonna, but we then moved Alice to our thing. Did you do... Did you do anything for Green uh, Team yet, Dave? No, that's about what happened. It was uh, the swippity schwappity. Okay, then we'll need to get Dave over on Green Team at some point also. But yeah, Craig, you're the only one who hasn't officially collabed in an official capacity yet. Well, well I, I am ready. All right, well, maybe Red will stop harassing me about it now that I've publicly harassed you. She reached out to me. We have a... Th- is there something else? Like She... she goes through me like like I own you guys. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's just an excuse to harass you, Craig. That's fine. Well, anyway. 
I think it's, it harasses Mike more, but that's, that's fine. It's Tori's turn now. So my good thing is a webcomic that, I mean, you can also get the first part of it in print, but uh, a lot of my friends started reading it and they hassled me uh, very similarly to how Mike was hassling Craig just now um, until I started reading it. And then I binged the whole thing in like three days. And so this webcomic is called Lore Olympus. And it's kind of a artsy retelling of the Hades and Persephone myth, which is my favorite myth. Um, and it's so good. I'm, I really enjoy it. And uh, Wait, so this is a webcomic or is this an audio comic? It is a webcomic. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's fun. You can find it on Webtoon. Um, I don't know if it's elsewhere, but... Um, and... Apparently, they're making it into a Netflix show. I, I saw that online. Um, if it's animated, I wouldn't uh, hold out a lot of hope these days. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I put a link in the Good Things channel, and uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, season 2 just wrapped up uh, yesterday. So, yeah. Hades is big right now. Hades and Persephone. Thanks and to I still Hades. need to play Hades. It's a good game. How long ago did it come out? Because I thought I heard someone say something like it came out four years ago, and that like can't possibly be true, right? No, I think it came out in 2019. 20, wait, that is like... oh, That was uh, three years ago. Let's see. It came out in... Hello? Where's your release date? If you say 2018, 20... I will fling myself into the sea. 2020. Okay. September so of 2020. So, you know, a couple of years ago, as, as of this recording. Did it maybe have like an early access thing that someone was talking about? I don't know. We're on we're on a totally different thing than than Tori's oh. very good good thing. I, I want to hear about this other thing though. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, Hades, there's the, a, the game. Yeah, there's a right. video game called Hades. It's um a roguelite. It's actiony. The controls are extraordinarily smooth. I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. So it's it's made by the same company that did um transistor and uh what's bastion that's the one i was thinking of so they're like they make some quality games like we're talking heavy lore really interesting characters sort of type games and hades is no exception um it's it, it goes into the mythology that we know and it's it's fairly i don't want to say accurate because it is a different take on it but um it doesn't a great job with all the characters that you interact with and stuff like that. And there's a Switch version available, which means you can play it. Ooh, neat. It, it is very good. I've been meaning to go back to it myself. Well, before we do that, uh, we should probably cover some chapters. Because some wait. stuff happened this week, right? I have some good news, Mike. Yeah, what's up? It turns out that there's a Chester, Pennsylvania, that is just southwest of Philadelphia. So it Westchester is indeed west of Chester. All right. That is that is very good news, Craig. Thank you, Dave. Do you also right. have some some I chapter told you based? I said that already. Wait, you did say? Well, I thought you were making a joke, Dave. I'm sorry. Nah. Anyway, that's fine. Uh, well, I'm all good thinged out. Well, how you doing on chapters then? Oh, right, the chapters. So yeah, this week we are going to be talking about some chapters of some book by. Oh, goodness. I wish I had written this down. Uh, Lewis Carroll? Wrong podcast. No, I think it was his brother, Lewis 
and Lewis. Clark. Lewis and Clark Lewis, single. Lewis and Clark singular Lewis. Singular brother. Lewis and Clark Lewis. It's a, like, is that Mario and Luigi Mario? Mario Luigi Mario. Luigi Mario. Luigi's his first name and his last name, but his last last name is Mario. Uh, what are we reading this week? Oathbringer. When do we want it? Chapter 116. Alone. Life is painfully sweet. Dreamy Kaladin takes to the sky. Uh, alright, we're just gonna break it every scene break, because this is this entire week is montages. We are fully within the Sander Tsunami. Yeah, this is, uh, alright, so this We are in scene, the high storm, figuratively and literally. Our viewpoint character for this chapter is all of them. <laughs> and our chapter for this chapter is all of them. So, yeah, this is definitely uh, my favorite scene uh, in the first one scenes of this chapter so far. Okay, next scene. I don't know, Thrill would probably help a lot here. Great up fuse. Why is this one ruby so important? Sadius bad guys. <laughs> think, um, Wait, Valinar... so why do you think the Thrill would help? Help him beat some dudes up. Yeah, but you see what the Thrill's doing to the Sadius army, right? Like, they're all, like, red eyes and hate well, everything. Yeah. Best like... way to fight Thrill <laughs> is, sure. is with chill. Yeah. But Dalinar doesn't have chill. So the second best way to fight Thrill is with Thrill 2. But hey, maybe he can control his barbarian rage now. So basically, uh, I think Odium is trying to get... This isn't the part where he confronts Odium yet, I don't think. But he feels the Thrill coming. And Odium, he's trying to get... Uh, Dalinar to act out of his lawful alignment so that he'll lose access to his paladin powers, right? Well said. Okay. And then there's this one ruby, which if you remember from the interludes, never runs out of stormlight, as far as I can tell. Like, it never went done, even though it was locked up for a billion, jillion years. Um, but no one's, like, using it. I don't know, other than that one bird that tried to eat it. <laughs> Alright, next scene. Renarin is a brodium. Next scene. Pattern does not like getting stabbed. Chess gate. One of them always lies. The other one always lies. Pattern thinks this is a good lie. But what lies beyond the oath gate? So yeah, this was the picture, which I thought I wrote a note for the uh, picture preceding this chapter, which is just a couple of real big chess dudes. Stand it, it, it was what it looked like. It was a couple of big chess dudes standing by the <laughs> oath gate on the Shadesmar side. Alright, um, so next scene. Odium wants the Bane of Roshar. Is that Dalinar? Is that the Blackthorn? It sure know. is, big guy. Oh, no, 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 this is a sword. Next scene. Kaladin wants to hog all the sky. So yeah, he doesn't want to share this guy with the Voidbringers. And like, he claimed this guy, but he forgot to claim all of this guy. So the, the, uh, Fused think that they can have part of this guy, but it's Kaladin's sky, and he needs to show that it's his sky. Uh, Traditionally, he should pee on it to mark territory. <laughs> Wait a minute. If Kaladin pees while he's lashed, which direction does the pee go? It depends if it's infused or not. He can he can lash himself in such a way that he's like rotating. Um, <laughs> yeah, but which so way does it, it fall? It'll just go everywhere. Which way does it fall? So. That depends, like, does the does the lashing apply to fluids? Like, I'm sure they're sweating up there, too. Which way does the sweat drop? 
What if yeah. like what if <laughs> Dude, all right. What if they had? Oh, there's this secret. There's the secret windrunner attack where you get really sweaty and you lash yourself upward, so the sweat shoots up into the sky. And then when the stormlight runs out, the sweat falls back down to on your enemies, so that like you have this big spray of hot, gross sweat landing on everybody. And it because you it started with an upward lashing, it's coming down like really hard and fast. Do they sweat though? Because wouldn't stormlight like regulate the body temperature? And I mean, if it you know miraculously heals you when you're injured, wouldn't it also keep everything else at you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, good question. Does it keep it keeps people from breathing too, right? Or like they don't have yeah, to breathe you don't have to breathe if you've got stormlight. So it's Wait, actually kind of a, true. It's kind so of a bad idea to breathe while you're while you have stormlight in because it runs out faster. Okay, so mm. what if, um, does that mean they have to pee? Yeah. So next time we get to talk to Brandon, we need to ask any him. Any of our maybe. listeners. Put the headless to the list. We need to ask him, when the Lopin is out practicing flying and he pees on the Shattered Plains, which way does it go? <laughs> yep. So, yeah, if, if you need a question for Brandon because you, you, he's signing your book or something, uh, here you go, guys. Free question to ask Brandon. Just make sure you link the word of Brandon after you, you record it. This is very important. I do not think you'll get Ray food from this, but hey, maybe. In which case, you get a Rayfo card out <laughs> of it. We bust open the plot of, of Wave Kings <laughs> 5, 6. <laughs> he did it. Or 5. Yeah, Kings of Way. Yep. We've revealed the secrets of Kings of Way. The uh, the giant Erythru Voltron infuses itself in peas everywhere. How uh, did we get off on this tangent? I it was your fault. It is my fault. I'm not apologizing for that. I just don't understand what we were talking. Then about Then why did you that. ask? Why did you ask how? I, I mean, don't. I don't remember. Oh, because he's Kaladin's hogging the sky. That's right. I have to assume that the the plumbing is just as backed up as everything else in the tower. So there's got to be like some sort of pea storage that hasn't been turned to smoke yet all right i Maybe like this it's like the iss they reuse it and drink it i i mean that would be if it were working properly instead they just have to store it in a box and they've been storing it for so long it's probably really gross <laughs> yeah now it's gross now i just get soul cast to to smoke eventually but and where does the smoke go into the sky, where I guess to Scadrial, that's where the mist comes from. Where Kaladin flies through it. We have come full circle. Oh, baby. And that, so, wait. Maybe he is claiming the skies by peeing on it. He pees on it, transmutes it to smoke, and then throws it up into the sky. Well, right, he next. doesn't transmute it. Yasna has to transmute it. Well, yeah, as long as it's his. Right. Uh, Gox wants to not abandon Dalinar. Lift kicks a dude in the family gemstones. Lift was wrong. This must be the end of the world. So yeah, we got a, a a Padawan perspective, and he's like, Downer is bad, but Lift said I should trust him. Where is Lift anyway? And then someone comes up and they're like, Lift escaped from her prison that we imprisoned her with that we didn't tell Padawan about. And so Gox is like, oh... I'm Prime Aquasix, ruler of the lands of Tarshish. And so they're like, ah, but your title is merely honorary. And Gox is like, am I in charge or am I not? And they're like, well, yeah, but... And he's like, that's the end of this scene. See you later, Lift. 
Is uh, anyone else really, really happy that the the fake swearing for balls is is spheres? I am, but we've seen it before. So I wrote family gemstones instead. I I think I forgot to bring it up then, but I'm definitely bringing it up now. It's it's my favorite of the fake swears. Lord Ruler, what a claim that is. Rust and ruin. Storms. Damnation, you. But jabbers. Dad locked the door, then hid the key, then died before he could tell anyone where it was. So I think this is Shallan trying to access the Oathgate from the Shadesmar side. And they were told by Honor not to open. And then Honor died before he could rescind the orders or put any kind of restriction on it. So yeah, can't go this way, girl. So Shallan's trying to convince the chessmen that she should be let in. Next scene. Who has the right of the land? Seth obeyed a rock for a thousand years. And now he's trying to get a more different rock um, later on when he joins Lith. <laughs> a more different rock. Like, he's not trying to obey that rock. I'm actually starting to think, like, maybe we shouldn't take this this Dawn Chant uh, inscription at face value. Like, was it written in steel? It was written by steel. It's the Elias uh-huh. steel. <laughs> That's even better. Well, no, it's written on a steel, which, which is a, like an obelisk, I believe. Uh, oh, it's a slate. I'm sorry. Steel means oh. slate. Anyway, point being, steel is in the title. We can trust it. No. It's... Wait a minute. We're <laughs> not Stella. audiobook listeners. I'm reading it, and it's spelled differently. Well, the audiobook listeners know how it's pronounced. Is it steel? Would, would anyone like to know how the audiobook pronounces it? Yes. Is it steel? No, it's is it Isla, Isla Stele. Stele. Oh, man. That's kind of uh, like how... Get wrecked? It's kind of like how Diamond Might sounds like Diamond, but it's fake because I just made it up. Diamond Might, or what's that thing? That's that Fool's Gold stuff called Fool's Gold? Pyrite. Pyrite. Yeah. It's not really a pirate because it sounds slightly different. I'm 40% pyrite, baby. <laughs> oh man, I'm walking on sunshine. So, so in this scene, Seth is having a conversation with Nail, and it's sort of like Nail's like, "Oh, we've seen the truth of the land, and the the Parshmen, they were the ones originally here, and may, maybe they're the ones who should be the rightful rulers of the land, and we should follow their laws." And Seth's like, "But I followed a stone." And then he argued with Nightblood well, a little bit. Okay, so it starts out with him talking to Nail. And then he just starts ignoring Nail and talks to his sword, which I have to assume is a little confusing for Nail. No, but it's a better conversationalist, so this is an upgrade for Zeth. I want to talk to Nightblood. So, yeah, Seth is getting ready to swear the third ideal of the Skybreakers, and he has to choose who he's going to follow. Or rather, the idea is, what are you going to follow? Like, what, what infrastructure of law are you going to enforce, right? And Nail, I don't, I think his, he's sworn to something kind of abstract, I forget. But many of the Skybreakers have actually sworn allegiance to Nail's judgment. And so Seth is saying, I can't trust my judgment, not even to choose what to swear the ideal to. So I'm going to swear to Dalinar. I'm going to swear the third ideal of the Skybreakers and follow the moral code of Dalinar. So so Nail has the fifth ideal. He's he's like top tier. Oh yeah, and he had to get through the third. The fifth ideal is I am the law. 
So he doesn't have to swear to anything. He just is the law now. Oh, and like, like when, when we, we say that... Judge Dredd, I am the law. Like we ain't kidding. Like that's nail. And now outright says that he is going to side with the uh, the Parshendi, the singers. Yes. All right. Next scene. I don't need to write notes for every scene in this montage. Uh, next scene. Amaranth switched sides? Was he ever on their side to begin with? Downer goes to face the nightmare alone. And that's the end of chapter 116. This is a lot of chapters, you guys. And that was all one chapter. All those scenes. All right. It's like a book within a book. <laughs> Sorry, I peeked at my next bullet point. Uh, chapter 117, then, entitled Champine. Hoyt sucks, quoth Isla Stile. <laughs> it's, it says, beware the other worlders, the traitors. And you're like, yep, talking about Hoyt. <laughs> she means Hoyt. And again, written in steel, totally trustworthy. Dalinar didn't forget to feed Amaram's army. Lift, you ate all their food. Steal the rock. Got it. Odium wants to begin. Oh, so hold on. Da- D- Dave, I have to say right now, you are entering some of my favorite chapters of this book. And right here, this scene, the interaction between Dalinar and Lift is like A+. I love this. Yeah, Lift is pretty great. She's one I, I, I'm not a lift excellent. I, I'm not a lift fan. I mean, she has increased in my estimation, but I wasn't on board. Like, oh yeah, lift so awesome. Like, I was just sort of like, eh, whatever. And then this this whole sequence, and then that, this chapter, next chapter, and everything. I'm like, yeah, this this is great comedy. It does have the power of hugs and friendship. You have yeah. to remember. What are we gonna do? We're gonna fight. You don't have a weapon. I have a book. Do you have a weapon? I can't read. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on then uh odium wants to begin begin what i don't remember all right next scene adolin gets found and stabbed in the stomach cool stuff about zahail's training oh yeah um daddy scratches the fuse that De- i think that's supposed to be dead eye dead eye scratches the fuse all right craig i'm gonna let you handle this scene okay, there's, stuff. there's 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 warbreaker stuff in this scene yeah, sure. Uh, so Adolin, uh, this is the Adolin perspective. He's on the the bridge pretending to fight like one of Shallan's illusions, which are just like swinging their swords around and stuff like that. Um, but eventually they do this trick where they get a little bit of blood or something and they spray it at the illusions. And of course, it sticks to Adolin because he's not an illusion. So they're like, hey, hey, let's stab him a little bit. And so they do. So he gets stabbed in the stomach. Um, That's more which... than a little bit, I would say. Just a like little you mean bit. impaled through the stomach. He's fine. He'll walk it off. Um, and, and then he's thinking about his training with Sahil, because uh, it's like, what do you do when you only have a knife? And he's thinking about how to uh, essentially, because, you know, he's a duelist, but he was trained by Sahil um, and learning how to actually handle having just a knife versus a spear and what to do and how to how to do that. But the problem is the fuse fly. So. The training sort of is just thrown out the window because they could just do some weird things with physics. Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't. I, he tries to deflect, and then it's like, oh, you can move in that direction. He does it perfectly, <laughs> but it doesn't work because it's weird. And, and he had what, like a seventy percent success rate in training, so he got a good no, role here. A thirty no. percent success rate in training. Yeah, Zahil would win two thirds of the time, but you know what? That's also Zahil. So 
that's okay. Okay, no more Vasher bashing. We're not bad. I'm saying he's better. That's why. He is so uh, good. Then that... more Vasher bashing. You're being too kind. Okay. He abandoned his oaths and forgot where he left the sleeping army, even though it was just yesterday. Nah, he knew where they were. He just uh, didn't want to give it to people. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Adolin's sword fights fights for him, which is it's just a little cute. Cute little screamy eyes scritchy out, scratching him. Fuse there. But whatever. He got impaled through the stomach. Next scene. Shallan hurts the fuse to like a ton of bricks. Didn't she like summon a wall on them or something? And they flew yeah. into it. Yeah. Yep. They, they, uh, they were flying towards her and she's like, wall. And they're like, where did that come from? She painted a tunnel in the air and then went through it. And then the fuse smacked into the wall. Oh, so she did She did a roadrunner? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Except she didn't do any of the painting stuff. She just summoned a wall. <laughs> Yeah, how does the Roadrunner go through the painting anyway? Because uh, magic. He's a oh, light yeah. weaver. Roadrunner's a light weaver. Okay, and Shallan sees that Adolin is cute. I don't remember exactly what made her think he was cute, but probably most stuff. Well, Next. he arrives and he's bleeding. I don't think she thinks he's cute at this point in time, but maybe I missed something. No, nah, she's just like, oh, what a slugger or something. I don't, I don't know. All right. Next scene. Lift. What does DV mean? The Voidbringer is awesomer than Lyft? How dare she? Yeah, it's because Lyft would always, like, slide on her knees, and the 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 other uh, fuse is like, here, I'm going to ice skate. Yeah, Lyft isn't, doesn't have the best balance. All right, next scene. Will Seth swear an oath to the Dawn Singers? We talked about that, I guess. Uh... Next scene. When did Dreamy Kaladin fall into the bead of oceans? Adolin is like, leave me. And Dreamy Kaladin is like, I would love to, but I can't, lol. And Sulfrena is like, here comes some dudes. The words. Maybe I should have paid better attention in that scene that I didn't take notes on. All right, then. Next scene. Does Dalinar really want this contest of champions? Next scene. Lyft gets crushinated. Then Seth clasps a thunder. Uh, yeah, Seth is mowing down through Amaram's troops with the with Nightblood. Pretty rad. They all poof. Next scene. Uh, Navani napped. So I think some of Sadius's dudes kidnapped Navani, as well as Fen and Fen's attendant or steward or something. Next scene. Who is Ash? What a time to introduce a completely new character randomly. Oh yeah, I guess she's a herald, and now she finds town. Next scene. Gliss? No! Renarin can see the future. Uh-oh. That's an evil power, if you weren't paying attention. It's an next, odium power. Uh, next scene. Like father, like son, am I right? Yes, Dalinar said. Odium's, ch Odium's champion is... The Blackthorn... Next chapter, I guess. That's the end of chapter 117. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, what a roller coaster of a whirlwind of emotion. So the guy with Finn is her consort? Yes. Her, her once mate? Um, I think they'd be married if she wasn't a queen. I feel oh, like it's like, uh, it's like Dune. The queen consort, which is like basically married, but queen. Married, but without giving him any political power that isn't directly through her and it won't survive her death. Correct. Alright. Anyone have anything for chapter one hundred seventeen? Uh no, don't, was Navani's don't. was Navani's uh 
Fabriel fighting pretty cool? That didn't happen yet. That didn't happen yet? Dang. Okay. (laughs) Well, then, no. No, it wasn't. (laughs) It's in this week's chapters, but it wasn't that chapter. did nothing. What are you talking about, Mike? All right. Chapter the next one. Navani fights back with a pain reel. I'm just kidding. Uh, Chapter 118. The weight of it all. Heavy. And some emoji. Why is everything heavy in the future? Is the gravitational constant uh, increased? I don't know. Ask for an RN. The Dalinar was the odium inside us all the way. Dalinar wants the pain. But Dalinar forgot how it felt to kill Evie. Next scene. Dalinar Colin will tell Seth who to tell Nightblood to kill. Destroy! Can I have my death on the rocks? Well, I wasn't going to make it neat. Skybreakers don't have access to all the lashings. Aluminum sheath. Or if you're British, aluminium sheath. And I asked my Canadian friend. And they say aluminum, at least in her part of the country. So it's it's just the British and possibly all of Europe. So in answer to your question, uh, the Windrunners have access to adhesion and gravitation. And with adhesion, I believe you get full lashing. Um, so Skybreakers don't have access to adhesion. So they don't get the full lashings, uh, but they get the other lashings. They get the sense. normal lashings, but not the reverse lashings. Or, not the, or they don't get the external lashings uh full lash let me hold on i'm pulling up the surge by wicking now adhesion gives you full lashing which creates a bond between two objects you can make rock sticky so yeah you get open to a wall right right um but with gravitation which is what skybreakers get you get basic lashing which is just you know which direction is down which we have seen and you get reverse latching which is a combination between the basic and the full so skybreakers only get the basic lashing the flying through the sky sort of thing so skybreakers cannot apply lashing to other people and objects oh no they super can they uh, can but they can't make them uh yeah they can't stick them to each other you can't them. stick the lope into a wall and that's that is definitely a weakness of the Skybreaker's power set. They can make they the wall be stick? down for the Lopen, but they can't make him stick. What do the what do the Skybreakers get instead? They must get some other buff like they, fire or they like get they have division. That's the opposite is, of adhesion. Uh, we don't know. Or bondinating. What's the thing Dalinar has? Bondinating adhesion. Dalinar Down? also has adhesion. Yes. Yeah, he has adhesion. And and transform- rock. No, he doesn't have transformation. He has rock and paper. Cohesion. And Cohesion. Cohesion. Yes. Right. Yeah, he can. He can actually stick stuff. No, to he each doesn't other have cohesion. Sticking. What he does can he make have? a rock ladder. He can, he can make a, a rock ladder. Okay, tension. Paladin can make a rock ladder. He has he two has... different ways to make a rock ladder. So, for the record, bondsmiths get access to adhesion and tension. Oh, this plot's getting pretty tense. Must be Dalinar is doing. Uh, yeah, so we get to find out that Nightblood's sheath is made of aluminum. It's not outright stated, but it's definitely implied. And that's a pretty cool touch. I like that. That's how the investiture doesn't leak through and feed them all the time. I think and it's probably an aluminum alloy, but yeah. Duralumin. It's gilded in aluminum. It could just have aluminum dust on a leather scabbard, I guess, or a sheath. What's the difference between a scabbard and a sheath? Uh, they're spelled differently. As a first thing, to pronounce isn't a scabbard just too. like a, a belt or something that holds a sword in place? Look it up. No, that's called a belt. Next scene: Ivory says to Yasna, 
So, have you ever read Dune? I think this is a reference to how Renarin is showing like the farsight powers that that Peter does in Dune. Okay, a scabbard is a sheath. Is that kid? Paul, not Peter. <laughs> uh, Peter is Ender's brother. All right, uh, next scene. Peter Atreides. Next scene. Ashnering machine. More, it's, it's Ash getting the the doo 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 from town. All right. Uh, next scene. Words, words, words. What? Uh, words, word. Wait, um, word, uh, words. This, this swords? is the Calden scene where it's like, Sills like, okay, it's time to say the words because you know things are getting. Yeah, he still he still needs to word it up. All right, moving on. Uh, storm, 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 storms. Where, 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 where is 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 the the the, the she 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 she. This is when Nightblood starts eating at uh, Seth. And Lyft's like, you need to do something about that because it's eating you right now. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite cuss word in in this series is storm, 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 storms. All right, next scene. The old garot in the watch trick. Dalinar is confronting something hungry. Uh, I guess this is the part where she uses the pain reel because it's she has like the secret weapon concealed in the watch. Like it's an old spy movie or a new Wait. spy movie. But they usually had garots, not tasers. Unless you're James Bond, didn't he have a taser in the watch? Or maybe there was that just he the had like N64 isn't it like game? electric shock? I guess oh, it is a taser. He had the um in in the N sixty four game he had like the magnet in the watch so that he could like uh he could iron pull his gun to him. So yeah, Navani has a taser. It's in her watch. Then why it's did not... I write Garat? That's a different watch related weapon. I don't know. It's it's like a taser. And she tested it on herself. It's quite hard to test a garrote on yourself uh, while holding it. All right, next scene. Uh, this book is lit. Yeah, Way of Kings gets struck by lightning, just like my copy. Next scene. Teft hugs the darkness. The darkness hugs back. Oh. Um. Yeah. So Teft is like, all his friends and stuff are dying, and he's like, nope, gonna hide my shame in the darkness. Next scene. Dreamy Kaladin remembers more people, especially Tien. Next scene. Give me that loneliness, baby. All right, Craig. What scene what's, are we on? What's the Dalinar? That loneliness. I think this is Dalinar. Give me that loneliness. Yeah, the loneliness. I mean, I so he's like... he's reliving the visions of Evie's death. That's what Odium has quote unquote gifted him at this point where he's like give me your pain it's all me uh, i was the one who caused you to do this yeah he's giving him the gift of blaming everything oh, on him i know what it is and then odium sends the Stormfather away like dalinar could hear the Stormfather crying and odium's like push away so now dalinar feels alone like dalinar doesn't have that that Stormfather sitting there on the Next beach scene. when there was one set Not. of footstrip footprints that was me bullying you from a distance yep next scene lift hug seth yeah so nightblood is like eating seth and uh lift is like give me a sip and seth is like no the sword will eat you and she's like lift's like you don't it's not much left of you to eat it can eat some of me and then it's the next scene uh renarin prophesies dalinar's no moreiness well, he prophesied that Downar would become the champion, Odium's champion. Yeah, the no moreiness that he would okay. no more be a good guy. All right, next scene: the new singer boss is Dalinar. 
So who's going to fight Dalinar? Kaladin? Does Dreamy Kaladin have to abandon his oath to protect Dalinar? Is Sylphrena going to die? No! <laughs> Amaram. <laughs> that would be like the worst ending. That would be my least favorite part. Oh my gosh, don't tell me. Next scene, uh, Amaram has Nightblood Snuggie. Will Amaram swallow the purple pill? Will they he go crazy? To call Nightblood set, uh, Sheath always a Snuggie? Yeah, well, that's where Nightblood sleeps when there's nothing to eat. Uh, will he go crazy like a Sudan? Will he get to fulfill his lifelong dream of killing Dalinar? Next scene, Kaladin has to swear to not protect Dalinar? Does that mean Sophrena gets to live? Yay! Next this scene. is because he couldn't say the words. Well, he couldn't say the words because he didn't want to lose Dalinar. But apparently, whatever the next ideal is that he's supposed to swear will put his pool put Dalinar at risk. I think that's the gist of it. Next scene. Yasna has a heart after all. No one would ever have prophesied that. And if and... Renarin can be wrong... Then Renarin can be wrong. That's Namely exactly what that means, yo. <laughs> that's well that's what they say. It's like Renarin had foreseen Yasna killing him and he's like he's like, go ahead, do it. And Yasna's like, not gonna do it. And Renarin's like, wait a second, but I predicted that you would kill me. Maybe my prediction about dad was wrong. Alrighty, next scene then. Uh you cannot have my pain. And that's the end of chapter one hundred eighteen. It leads right into the Renarin might be wrong, straight into the Renarin was wrong. Man, so welcome to, like, some of the best words in the book. Of radiance. Yeah, sure. It's not my favorite line in this week's chapter. Okay, you Pretty can point good, out what though. your favorite line is. Pretty good, though. I think you'll know what it is. All right, chapter 119, Unity. Of course, unite them means to assemble the parts of Ultron. It all makes <laughs> sense now. It's just proof. There it is. <laughs> uh, I guess that that was that scene. Uh, next scene. Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. So side note, I saw three different people this weir- this weekend wearing Lilo and Stitch shirts. And like, I don't normally see or don't normally notice people wearing Lilo and Stitch shirts. But I, like three different people in one weekend. Is there like a movie coming out or something? I saw I someone in a Lilo and Stitch shirt today. Is it that popular and I didn't notice until now? Or is there some kind of like resurgence? Is there some kind of like event? Did, it, did some special just come out on Disney Plus or something? I, I think it, it is currently trending on Disney Plus for whatever reason. But it did come out in 2002, so about 20 years ago. Um, in fact, it was 20 years ago last month in June. Uh, so... I, I, maybe we're just at the point where 20 uh, years ago, parents are now showing their kids the movie that they grew up with. I mean, it could be there was a 20th anniversary celebration that we all missed. Uh, or maybe Walmart just started carrying a new line of Disney shirts that, you know, like it Le- could be anything. It could Lilo just be Stitch is a they good could movie. just be have like banner at, like Disney Plus just might be advertising it and putting it on the banner for the 20th anniversary or something. I feel like Lilo and Stitch is a little underrated. It's a good movie. June twenty like, sixth is Stitch Day, just so everybody knows. Especially oh, for, that makes sense. That was almost a month ago, though. We were after <laughs> June 26th. the Disney Renaissance. Like it's it's it has died off. Like in that period of time, that's definitely one of the better ones that came out. Okay, um, and that's the Lilo and Stitch deep dive podcast. So let's talk about spoilers. 
All right, next scene. Odium is feeling the sodium. Hold the salt. <laughs> um, I don't think I wrote it down. I don't know. Don't look. I don't know. I think it might be in this scene, or it's coming up soon. Uh, but I really like the the line, the answer to the question, what's the most important step a man can take? And the most important step is the next step. Well, if if you, it would have been the last chapter, because that's, it's the very uh, end yeah, of Yeah, maybe it was the end of the last chapter. The most important step is the dance step. <laughs> Someone plays Final Fantasy fourteen. No, I was thinking of DDR or Step Mania. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of gross fingernail stuff that I really hope, wish wasn't in the book. Um, yeah, ugh. I gloss over that part, too. All right. Uh, Odium is feeling the sodium. Next scene. Silfrena hugs. Best. All right, next scene. R.I.P. Adobe Flash, 1993 to 2020. What? <laughs> what is that referring to? Because this is this is when Unity takes over. Flash is done for. Oh. It's all about Unity now. Yeah, I get it. Next scene. Honors perpendicularity. So yeah, they go back into the Shadesmar side and they see Downer's got like one hand in the cognitive Downer's standing in the physical realm, got one hand in the cognitive realm, and the other hand in the spiritual realm, and he like pulls them together and he unites them. And creates honors perpendicularity, which we did have cultivations perpendicularity on the Horn Eater Peaks, right? Uh, Correct. Was on did honors perpendicularity exist at some point, and then didn't, or did he just move the perpendicularity? Like, and what kind of guy can create perpendicularities? What honors, the heck, dude? Honors perpendicularity run rotates around the planet with the high storm normally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is that partly how the storm visions work? No, and, well, the problem well, is Honor's dead, so he doesn't really have a perpendicularity anymore. Yeah, he does. It's, it's on the Stormfront. It's how um, blah. It's it's how uh, Stormlight gets reinfused in gems. How gems get infused, yeah. Oh, are they infused from the spiritual realm? Yes. Yes. Did I know that? Or did I just figure that out now? Or did you tell me and I forgot? I think you just figured it out. Yeah, it could have been any of those, but it might have been the last one. I'm going to guess Craig probably told me, and I forgot. I don't know if I ever said it. Mm. All right. Uh, next scene. Ash finally figures out how to turn off Town's loop mode. I don't know is waiting. I think I don't know is Dalinar. Uh, I don't know. Next... Third base. <laughs> yep. Not the phrase I don't know, but a player with the unlikely name of I don't know. Next scene. Teft will protect the guy he hates most. So this is not the first ideal of the Windrunners. This is like the third or fourth ideal. I think third. Third. So are you trying to tell me Teft was a Windrunner for like since the beginning? No. When did he become a Windrunner? Just I now. didn't hear him swear. Officially. But he's, why didn't he swear life before death and all that nonsense? Not nonsense. Uh, all that jazz. He did. Not jazz. He did. And and the second oath when he became a squire. That was that was a prerequisite. Wait, so they swear the first two oaths to become squires? Yeah. But Kaladin was a knight radiant from the time he swore the first oath? From the time he swore the second. Oh. Because he uh, didn't have anyone man. to squire to. I thought it would have been pretty interesting if Teft were actually a knight radiant the entire time and tried to you know, abdicate from his duties as a Radiant, and that's kind of like how he had a falling out with his family because he went and became a Radiant, and that was, like, against 
that got his family killed or something. So if you have someone to learn from, such as, I don't know, be, being able to be a squire, the process is like easier because, you know, you have information available to you, but also a little more lengthy because you have information available to you. You're not, you're not doing it on your own, basically. Okay. But it, it all depends on having a spread to bond with. Next scene. So that's where Yasna got the steps from the cover art. She made them. Next scene. Fen somethings. I don't think anything. Next scene. The words are home. But Hal Dalinar, we killed him or something? Did we kill the honor or unity? So which... So they, we know they killed honor. Did they also kill the unity shard bearer? No, unity, unity still uh, works. There's a bunch of games made in unity that are... That are like out well, now. yeah, a lot, especially on mobile. Like they use Unity on mobile a lot. But what? Who's Unity? Dalinar said, "I am Unity." He did say that. Is that, that is like definitely a, a thing shard? he said? Yes. What shard is that? Is that just like is it honor combined with someone else? Like, did he actually combine honor and cultivation? So when we were talking about Nail being the law, did you think that he was claiming to be a shard the law? I don't think law was capitalized. But yes. Well, I'm sure when Nail says it, it's totally capitalized. So, but Unity it, totally sounds like the name of a shard. It really does. Anyway, it's, it's basically chat, means harmony. Guys, <laughs> in the chat, Cross Penguin just said something funny. I would like to share. Becoming a Night Radiant is three ideals, but Sill is a sprint of swearing plus one. Yeah, she knows but and heck and darn all the stuff we can say on our podcast. Uh, so who's Unity? Did he just make up a name for himself? I think that he's gonna, he's gonna, like, merge some shards together, and the name of the merged shard will be Unity. I think it's a, it's just his superhero name. <laughs> Must be. Tie me. Untie me? I'm the untie shard. You know, like, I when, think, uh... when Robert Downey Jr. was bitten by a radioactive man named Ron, and became I, Ron Man... No, that's a song by Iron Butterfly. I mean, Black Sabbath. Um, I don't know if it's this scene or... Man, I can't believe I didn't write down when this actually happened, but uh, Dalinar does get a peep into the spiritual realm and hears Evie's voice forgiving him, and that was really sweet. That was uh, earlier. That was this scene or earlier. And I... When he first combines all the realms together and makes a perpendicularity, that's when he, he hears it. yeah. Honors perpendicularity. Uh, and yeah, the words are sure home. All right. Um, Amaram will never forgive Amaram. So Amaram summons Amaram's sword to kill Amaram's enemy. What an egotist. Like, even when Dalinar is trying to extend, like, forgiveness to Amaram, Amaram's like, but I'll never forgive myself, so I'm going to kill you. Something like that. Kind of, oh, it's pretty Amaram-y, though. You got to admit Wait, would he? What if Amaram becomes the uh, becomes the bondsmith and bonds with Odium's friend? Oh man, I already hate him so much. If he did that, he'd be like, it's like he's already like the worst villain so far. I think he's gunning for worst villain of all time. What about Zane? I mean, Zane's just a dumb teenager. But I thought Zane was the worst. But he's not the worst villain. He's just the worst. Fair. Are we saying Amaram is worse than Sadius? 
What, what, what is the scale here? Thaddeus knows he's bad. Boy, but Amaram oh, knows Odium's he's bad. all too. trying to act like he's like good and trying to help everybody. That's what Amaram does. Oh no. So who's gonna bond with Night Watcher? Who's the Storm Uncle? Is that the Ever Storm Spren? No. Did you say Night Watcher was Stormant, or did you say it wasn't Stormant? Night Watcher is Stormant. Okay. So there's gotta be some Odium equivalent that that's Storm Uncle, right? Nope. At least not that we know of. Oh. So who's Storm Uncle? Uh, Storm Uncle is the sibling of Stormfather and Nightwatcher. Oh, maybe it's the Unity Spren. Okay, but who's that? I I just told you, man. Wait, is ODM like a foreign... Oh, you know how Edgley was like all mad that the that the shards were interfering with each other and, and settling down with each other? Maybe like... Odium brought the humans to Roshar. Like Odium, Odium wasn't even initially supposed to be on Roshar. Oh, but the he. Oh, but his people like blew up their own planet, so he had to move somewhere. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> it's my day off. <laughs> I I was thinking of. Uh, she doesn't even go here. All right, we're doing casting relatively soon, so just a heads up. Uh, Odium is going to be played by Dante from Clerks. <laughs> and who are Jay and Silent Bob? Oh, they get to play themselves. Denton Tonkfa. They, yeah, they always play themselves, don't they? They're Denton Tonkfa, but also they can just show up as themselves in this movie. Uh, man. Um, man, Amaram's such a jerk. Like, Sadius is a jerkwad, but Amaram's just a jerk. Like, all I can think about is himself, even in this moment where Downer's, like, trying to extend honor to him and like gosh dang it dude uh he just, he just refuses he's like nope i can't forgive myself i'm if gonna... i can't forgive me can't ain't no one gonna forgive me yep all right um still on the same scene clang and the three people are here those are the three people that were stuck in shadesmar one of them with a bleeding gut yeah but but it's like a literal clang as in kaladin steps through and has a spear out and blocks a sword yeah it's like, let me parry through this dimensional wormhole. Nice. <laughs> but they Good sent... job, Sophrenia. You did it. But they sent six people out. Yeah, where's Azure and Scar and Drahi? Wait, Scar and Drahi never made it to Shadesmar, did they? Oh, they yeah. Not. What happened to Scritchface and Sophrenia and well, Pattern? Sophrenia is currently being held by Kaladin. And All you right. should know where Deadeye Scritchface is. The Cognitive Realm? Yeah, she's just waiting to be a sword. Sword? All right, next scene. Lyft thinks Nightblood is a girl sword. That she does. I don't remember if anyone ever uses any gendered pronouns in reference to Nightblood before this. They do. They usually hear him as masculine. I thought Nightblood was generally referred to as it. Because, mm, you I know, sword. But canonically, about half the spears that Kaladin has used have been girls. Wait, why are we talking about Kaladin? They're like ships, like nautical ships. So, yeah, yep, they also float. <laughs> that's it. That's an it right there. That's that's not Shiri. <laughs> All right. So Lyft is like, Nightblood, you're going to eat me. And Nightblood was like, no, I wasn't. But I was really hungry. And Lyft was like, can't blame her for that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, what another great episode. Yeah. Next episode, 
Nighty night for Nightblood. Ash and Town join the chat. Barking orders. Time to go shake a stick. Close it up, Craig. Wait, why are we why are we bring stick into this? Leave stick alone. Uh, so this is down our end crew get together. So we get to see uh, our team Night Radiant at this point. So um, Downar has brought forth Dreamy Kaladin with spear in hand. Uh, we got Shalon, who's rejuvenated and ready to do some illusioning. Uh, we got Yasna, who has to go repair a wall so we can look at the cover of Oathbringer and see what it looks like. Um, Renarn's going to go heal some peeps, and he's also going to go uh, open up the, the Oath Gate to a rethrow. Yep, so we have Dreamy Kaladin, the Windrunner, Shalon, the Lightweaver, Dalinar, the Bondsmith, Lift, the Edge Dancer, Seth, the Skybreaker, uh, Yasna and Renarn, the Elf Caller and, and Truth Watcher. I think, yes. which one's, is Renarn Truth Watcher? Yes, he watches he the truth. Think about he watches future. the future. Yeah, I got it mixed up until I found out what Renarn actually did. And then so he's like, all right, we have our team of seven Radiants here. I thought there were ten, but there's seven. And if you count Ash and Town, there's nine. And do I don't know what them. they are. Town is a Stone Ward. Stone Stone Warden, I think, right? Something like that. Is Ash a, a Rust or Dust Dustamancer? Dustampicks? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I as, wonder... a, as a Herald with her sword, I'm pretty sure she's a, a Lightweaver. Yeah, I think she's the patron of the Lightweavers. Oh, but so they're missing a rustmonger and what other one? The one that Tar- uh, so the it, one um, that Taravangian's radiant a will is. shaper. Not- a will shaper. I've never heard I'm of that. A will shaper. It's probably yeah. in an Ars Arcanum, but will shaper and dustbringer. Dustbringer, right? So Taravangian's radiant is a dustbringer, but right. I mean, if Odium can bond with one person, i.e. Renarin, why not? What can't tell him not no, to bond Odium with another one? Odium didn't bond. Well, uh, if an Odium spren. Whatever. If a corrupted spring. It, it's a quote unquote corrupted from one perspective. The other perspective would call the spring enlightened. Yeah. That's so what, t- take it as you will. That's what the yeah. knight Williams and mother we, we prefer enlightened spring as a as a nomenclature. Next you're gonna tell me that lie spring don't like to be called lie spring. They were cryptics cryptics the whole time. So yeah, uh, this is some of my favorite chapters in the book. I mean, it's the Sanderlanch, so of course. But man, I still got I I reread this this week, and I still get chills. You still cannot have chills. my pain. Hey, Craig, what's the most important step a man could take? The next one. It's always the next one. Yeah, this this scene is up there with honor's dead, but I'll see what I can do as far as like emotional impact. So wait, you didn't tell us what the your favorite words were of this week. Or if you did, I missed it. That's what Mike just said. The next step? Yeah. It's a good one. There were a lot of good hugs in this week's chapters, too. So things were scary for a bit for Night Radiant. How are you feeling about their odds now? Well, there's seven more books after this one, so not too good. What? Wait, you don't <laughs> think their odds are good still? You think they got to fail a bit more? Maybe. So there's seven Radiants and two Heralds versus two armies and a god. I like those odds. Yeah, but Dalinar is basically a god now. All you need is a couple of good people, and and they can totally handle everything. Like, look, do you vote for the stormtroopers who can't shoot, or do you vote for the single Jedi? Come on. Well, the Jedi can't shoot either. He doesn't have a gun. 
but he doesn't need to shoot. So you're fine. Because Han Solo shot. Yeah, that yep. is true. I would like to see a a roommate slice of life comedy with Lyft and Zeth. Yeah, that would be pretty good. I would <laughs> just clean. stay with with Lyft and Nightblood. But she's I guess like, if, if Seth, you get Nightblood too. She's like, I'm so glad I sent him the other way. And maybe if he goes crazy, uh, he might attack me eventually. But hey, right now he's in a different direction. And then they, their next door neighbor can be Aloysius. Yes, please. I do have to write Nutty and Nightblood issue number two, and I have more material to work with now. All right, so we have two episodes left of the book, and the next episode is one chapter long. Must be a long chapter. It's a long chapter. Watch it be like two pages, but it's like a really intense cliffhanger, which is why the diagram is split it up there. Exactly. Yep. That's that's how it happened. All right. Dave's think... gone. Play the thing. Yeah. I think I'm done with Dave. Anybody On else to got the next for Dave? step. Bye, Dave. Bye. Next step me, baby. Bye, Dave. Dave's actually gone. Play the actual thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, what do we got? All right, I got bullet points. I gave you guys a chance. I got a lot this week. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's push through these quickly. Chapter 116. The air around Venley, once crowded by the spirits of the dead, was now empty save for the single black figure of swirling smoke. She'd missed that one at first as it was the size of a normal person. It stood near Odium and she did not know what it represented. I uh, also don't know what that is. No, I, I, say, I don't know. Is that Ialignar, the the spread that uh, the unmade that gets eaten? Could be. If it is, it wasn't made obvious enough for me to pick up. That's what I want to bring up because I'm like, I think it's that one. We know it's not the thrill because the thrill is a red mist. The thrill is a red mist of horses. Like horses always yeah. get mentioned. It's made of horses. Kind of yeah. weird. All right. Well. We'll put that into the question mark column. Uh, continuing on, uh, this is uh, Shalon, maybe? No, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'll just read it. The enormous spren cocked their heads in concert. So this is the Oathbringer, or the Oathgate spren. We are ap uh, ap apologetic. We have been alone very long. We would enjoy granting passage to men again, but we cannot do that which was forbidden. So I found this interesting because that means Knight's Radiance and, and other people were using the Oath Gates not just to transfer between uh, the gates themselves, but also to go between the physical and the cognitive realm, much like a perpendicularity. And then Honored said, Honor said no, and then died. Yes, and that's what we're stuck with now. Thanks, buddy. Theoretically, <laughs> Cultivation could show up and be like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I, I think they're Sprint of Honor, so they might not necessarily listen. They They constantly call him father, right? I don't know. Ask your mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I did think it was interesting that they're traveling that way. Because we already know else callers can just freely travel between the realms. But this is an yet another way. So there used to be a lot, like, compared to all of the planets we have read about so far, I think this is the one that would have had the most traffic between the physical and the cognitive at some point. So your earlier thing of freely traveling, I think, is... Yeah, that's not, not correct. Not quite freely. What do you mean? What? Like Yasna was able to go into the into Shadesmar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
death, but she had a lot of trouble getting out. When I say freely, I mean at will, but at a heavy cost, yes. So, like, she can do it more easily than anyone else on the planet that we've seen so far. Yes. But it's still really, really complicated and difficult. And expensive, yes. All right, uh, this is Nail. Um, A God is Dead, another won the war by right of conquest. The original masters of this land have returned, as you so aptly made metaphor, with the keys to the house. So tell me, Zeth, uh, he who's about to swear to third ideal, whose law should the skybreakers follow? That of humans or that of the real owners of the land? So this is Nail's justification for why he's going to go side with the uh, singers. Because they they won by right of conquest, apparently, and that is okay in his book. So now he's swapping sides. It's really interesting, like, Skybreakers in general. We had the, we had the, um, Aratheum, or whatever it's called, Aratheum, where he willingly put down his sword to say, okay, we're done, we're not gonna go sleepies to, to go hold the oath pack. And then we had the recreants, in which case the Skybreakers were like, no, I'm not taking a part of that. So Skybreakers were the only order who continued on. And now we're getting the Skybreakers for the most part because they all follow Nail, except for Zeth, to go side with the Singers. So the Skybreakers, you're saying, historically, are that one friend where you list a place to eat and they're like, I don't want to eat there. Well, where do you want to eat? I don't care. Anywhere. Okay, how about this other place? I don't want to eat there either. Sure. Yeah, that's that sounds right. That is the Skybreakers. Zeth is the only good Skybreaker right now in my opinion all right um and then we have the the discussion between zeth and nightblood that i highlighted uh i don't think i really need to go over this one it was just um nails like rightful who has a right to land humans are always claiming oh that's nightblood saying that rightful who has right to land humans are always claiming things but nobody asks the things now do they well nobody owns me vivenna told me i'm my own sword good job vivenna and he's like, you just spent a thousand years following the instructions from a rock, which I always like his uh, passage of time thoughts. You know, at any point, Vasher or Vavena could have awakened some pants in the shape of legs to be little feet for him to run around on his own. Oh my gosh, I need this. <laughs> Bring You're Dave your back. own sword, Nightblood. Go destroy Bring... evil. Have fun. Bring Dave back and tell him to put that in the comic. At any point, they could have done this. and And now I'm realizing that they're fools not to have. Um, all right. So we're in chapter 117 now. Well, were they, this is the epigraph. Well, were they named Voidbringers, for they brought the void, the empty pit that sucks in emotion, a new god, their god. So in this case, the humans did bring Odium with them. Odium's whole thing, at least in this context, is that he sucks in emotion. So as we know, Odium is God's divine wrath, but... He also likes to take credit for people's emotions. He likes to say that he grants passion and emotion to others. Uh, and that's just, you know, that's just sort of what this is saying here. Side side note, unrelated. We call my black cat the Void. She brings destruction. <laughs> and nice. Odium is trying to take a title that Breeze has held for, for much longer. Yeah. Breeze okay. is responsible for your emotions. Not Odium. That's true. That's true. Now, get him a drink. Um, I just highlighted because I love this part. Do you have a weapon, he asked? Nope, can't read. I love uh, it. Yep, it's so good. I, I gotta highlight that. Um, and Wendell will only uh, show up as a shard rod. Because he doesn't want to hurt anybody. And neither does Lyft. Um, 
So Odium is talking to his fused, and they're like, uh, if the so I don't know who this is. If the Tisark can't secure it, she used to destroy the device and recover its gemstones. We can rebuild it for as long as the sprint aren't compromised. So this is talking about them destroying the oath gate. Um and I found that interesting because we, we had the other um the other people talking about destroying their own oath gates. And so physically destroying it doesn't do anything because the spren and well, so the gemstones in the spren still exist. So you can rebuild the oath gate. You can't physically destroy it. You have to do something else more permanent, which we sort of have seen in uh, Kolinar. Okay. Uh, okay. This is Shalon uh, when she pulls up the wall. Uh, but it, it is interesting because there's a description here. I want to read this. So maybe I'm reading too much into this. Shalon felt something pattern or something like him just beyond her mental reach on the other side and if she could just tug on it and feed it so so this is where she brings up the wall but it is interesting that they're talking about something like pattern and we know she has a connection to testament yeah she was she was trying to like instinctively summon her blade um but yeah it's totally talking about testament there i also spotted that one yes yes okay so she tries to like Hey, what's this other spring? And then boom, wall instead, because she fed it to a, a bead that happened to be connected to her. Yeah, she sent something that was like pattern. Yeah. Weird. Um, and then talking about the wall, that's the bead I used to cross the sea down below, Shalon thought. What she'd done felt like soul casting, yet different. So in this case, making something manifest in the cognitive realm that, that exists in the physical realm is sort of like soul casting, which I found interesting. Seems like a good way to practice it without the dangers of soul casting. Yeah. Although you do have to be in the cognitive realm to do that, so maybe not so safe. She could it's... be like Wendell with his garden of chairs. <laughs> um. Okay. Now, now we're switching to a lift perspective. Uh, as she's chasing the the other awesome Voidbringer. Uh, the Voidbringer said something in a sing-song voice, hefting the enormous ruby. It didn't have any stormlight, which was good, since one that big would have been bright. So at this point in time, the ruby no longer has the stormlight that was in it when we had uh, Risen, right? Like, Yes. Am I misreading that, or did they just like use up the stormlight that was in there? No, it's been drained. Um, I, I know that Chiri Chiri got a little bit of it, but I suspect that they just like emptied it, because they don't use stormlight. Their opponents do, so why why keep around a weapon for their opponents? Right. Okay. Although I feel like emptying it was a required prerequisite before locking the thrill in there, so maybe they were helping out. Un- yeah, they do have to empty it. it. Does have to be empty. Um. Okay. And I just highlighted this because I like this part. Uh, this is when Ash finds Town, and just talking about him, he was the one of the ten who was never supposed to have borne their burden. And he'd borne it the longest anyway. So, shout outs to my man Talon. He did it. He did the thing, guys. He gave them a gift. He went above and beyond, and as punishment, he got a promotion and has to do more of it. Alright, um, so now we're in Renarin. The future, Renarin could see what was forbidden. He wrenched his eyes away from the glass pane, showing himself and Yasna, turning towards one even worse. In it, his father knelt before a god of gold and white. So, 
I highlighted this because Vernard's visions at this point are interesting, and I feel like they're very similar to what Odium sees. And this is sort of highlighting the difference between Odium and Cultivation. So Vernard was pretty certain that he would die by Yasna and that uh, Dalinar would become Odium's champion. And why, while we start getting those things, the future changes. Um, and in my opinion, this is what makes Cultivation better than Odium at Future Sight because she can see the different currents and she can just tweak things just slightly to get them on that other path. Okay. Like she did that. We talked about this earlier, and I was going to look out for signs of, like, why any of this changed. And I did look for those, and I didn't find any. So why did this change? Oh, I can tell you why. Please? It changed because Yasna saw the future. So Yasna not killing Renarn is because she saw that she was going to kill Renarn. Like, she saw her future, and therefore could choose a different path. I did not. If that happened, I didn't catch it. And I could have sworn she stuff. saw she saw the, the the stained glass thing. Like she actually got a a look at it. M like, may, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I I could have sworn she did. I thought the scene was from Renarin's perspective, so that's why it you is, could but, see the stained glass. But I thought Yasna could also see it. I mean, if she could, then yes, that immediately explains it because future sight can change future sight. That's, right. That's well established. We we know why Dalinar has a different path is because cultivation set him on that other path by giving him the visions uh, to let them return earlier. He was more prepared to when Odium chose him and and got the flood of visions that he could be like, no, can I have my pain? So I know why that path is different. And I thought Yasna could see the stained like that. Renarin was doing something to show her the stained glass, so she she was able to see it. And so he knew what, you know, what was going to happen and she could see it and she chose not to. But I just read the chapters. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe one of our listeners can correct us or tell us why. Or maybe this is a side effect of having an enlightened friend is that Odium can tweak future visions slightly to to make him think that the worst outcome is going to happen. I don't think wait, Odium has wait, anything wait. to do with this. Yeah, do all Truth Watchers have future sight, or just the corrupted ones? I have to assume that they all do in some form. I Otherwise, why are they called that? Yeah, but then they keep talking about, like, oh, Odium, like, seeing the future is a thing of Odium, and that sort of thing. So, it, it the, these chapters are making me think that Truth Watchers are not looking into the future. They might be able to see the present, and maybe they have a, a way to, like, look outside of like their immediate area we don't know because we haven't heard of what they do we just like oh they heal like okay thanks we know what with growth does but we don't know what the the truth watchers are special about we know renarn and he's weird so i'm thinking truth watchers do not look into the future they they must do some other site based thing like maybe they can just tell when someone's lying yeah they're daredevil sons they're like the opposite of cryptics all right. Um, so now Dalinar, uh, the thrill boiled within and Dalinar knew he knew he'd always been a fraud. He was the same as Amaram. He had an honest reputation, but was a murderer on the inside. So I wanted to highlight this um, because this is really demonstrating that Amaram is supposed to be Dalinar's foil. So just like we have Moash 
is Kaladin. Like they are both similar in the in the ways that they were set up. Uh, Moesh took a different path than Kaladin. Same thing with Dalinar. Dalinar chose a different path than Amaram. Essentially, once Dalinar hit the Night Watcher and then is like, okay, gonna brush up now, Way of Kings, clean up, let's go. Uh, that's that's the difference. And Amaran's like, no, nah, I'm just going to hide that and I'm going to be a jerk and I'm going to seem like I'm a good guy, just like Dalinar. So, OK, uh, next. OK, uh, I think this is just more for the Renarin thing. Uh, better to die than live to see what was happening to his father, for he saw the future. He saw his father in black armor, a plague upon the land. He saw the Blackthorn return a terrible scourge within nine shadows, Odium's champion. So this, again, it's just highlighting that the the future site that Renarin has at this point is probably the same thing that Odium has seen, which is why he's like, oh, yeah, I totally won. Blackthorn, you're my champion. Let's go. Like, he just assumed this was the path. But they're wrong. They're all wrong. Where do the other eight shadows come from? Like, I'm assuming that this is a literal thing and he will he will quite literally have like eight shadows blooming out of it or nine shadows total blooming out of him like. Like he's a compass or something. And, and like, oh yeah, that one points due north. Well, I always took them to be either the unmade, uh, since there are nine unmade. Uh, although then it's a question mark because they were going to turn the sibling into an unmade. So I don't quite know. Well, I guess that was to replace like Bay Ada Mishram or something. Or or to replace the thrill. Um, so I always took it as to be the unmade. Or the fact that there's nine surges that the odium side has access to like it could just mean that or he gets to have the yelignar rock after amaram's done with it or that yes or nine is just a significant number and odium's creepy um and then i highlighted this because it's the best part the most important step a man can take it's not the first one is it it's the next one always the next step dalinar and then following that is you cannot have my pain like, right there, I'm like, it gave me chills, guys. I reread this. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the part. There it is. It's so good. Um, So we're in chapter 118 now. No, uh, we're in chapter 119. I'm sorry. And this is just highlighting his oath. I wanted to, to make sure I bullet point it. Uh, Dalinar's ideal, which is, I will take responsibility for what I have done. If I must fall, I will rise each time a better man. So is that the the second Bondsmith idea, or is that the third? I think that's the second. Uh, this would be the third. I will unite instead of divide was number two. Uh, I will you. bring men together. So this is the third. He has sworn the third ideal. He doesn't quite have sharp play yet, uh, which I, I think we're, we're pretty much certain it's going to be made out of glory sprint, right? Like that's his sharp yeah. Yeah. I think we have every indication of that. As he's swearing the oath, we get someone else's perspective, and, and they're like, Glory Swin just, like, a bunch of Glory Sprint just went swooping that way. Yeah. Um, but he does get access to just forming perpendicularities or whatever the heck he wants. How cool is that? Uh, we're also told that this is a brand new thing by the Stormfather. And, oh yeah, I highlighted that. Uh, I have some ideas as to how and why. The biggest thing is just... There hasn't been a Stormfather Bondsmith since Honor died and the Stormfather became the became Honor's Cognitive Shadow in addition to the Spren of the High Storm. So he can summon Honor's Perpendicularity now because he's bonded to the biggest chunk of Honor left around. He's Unity. 
So, speaking of which, Dalinar opened his eyes and knew what the Parsh woman saw in him. Swirling clouds, glowing light, thunder and lightning. I am unity. He slammed both hands together and combined three realms into one. Which is another cool part. This is him, you know, summing the perpendicularity. And he's just like, I'm just gonna put it here. And at some point, I do want to have that conversation about what the heck these three different realms are from like a physics perspective. Um, I was talking to one of the listeners about that before. And we finally got to the point where uh, after this book, we can actually talk to Dave about it um, because we, we would have seen like everything. So we might have to have the discussion of what the heck these realms are. How do they work from a mathematical and physical perspective? Anyway, uh, this is going back to what you mentioned before, Mike, uh, as I wait. No, that's not it. Shoot. Okay, I'll get there. Uh, Tef, um, this is Tef's ideal. I storm you, be a man for once in your life. Tef flicked his lips and spoke, I will protect those I hate, even even if the one I hate most is myself. Dang. But that's Tef's third ideal right there. Yep. And then we also had Kaladin not being able to swear the fourth ideal, getting really close and then being like, I, I can't do this right now. I can't hold up this oath. And I have to assume that that becomes extremely common amongst Radiance as they, like, get further along. Yeah, it must it has to get harder and harder because you're not just saying words. You have to mean what you're saying. And um, I do want to ask Dave what he thinks Kaladin's fourth ideal is. We do want to ask him about that, like when we do the book wrap up or something. OK, uh, quick Yasna perspective here. This is just sort of demonstrating her power. Uh, she like approaches a soldier, ducks his attack, and then he crystallizes because I think she touches him. Yeah, he crystallized in the air, slamming into the next man who caught the transformation like a disease. And then, like she crystallizes someone, throws him to someone else who also turns into crystal. Like this is ridiculous. This is too powerful. She can turn people into crystal and she doesn't even have to actively touch them. They just sort of domino effect. Like, is this cra- this? This sounds crazy to me. It seems a little OP. Yasna is a little OP. She's very yes. persuasive. <laughs> no kidding. Go boss. OK. Odium. No, Odium screamed. He stepped forward. No, we killed you. We killed you. So. This is this is the big theory. Maybe we'll talk about this after I finish the bullet points. But what the heck is all this about? So Dalinar is like, I am unity. We know that Odium shattered honor. But Odium, in this case, says, we killed you. Who, who is we? Who is he working with? Babadin, usually. I, I feel like that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, but so autonomy had a hand in this? Like, I don't... Okay, hear me out. What if Odium was working with Cultivation? The shatter honor. Hang on. What if Odium was working with the bad one who's his what's his name? Why am I blanking on this? Bondsmith guy. Bondsmith right. guy bad. Remember? Crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Remember bad I remember Bondsmith crazy guy? guy. Yeah. Bad, bad the, who, crazy who? guy. Ishar. That way. Uh, oh. Oh. You think Ishar would have broken the honor? Oh, uh, weakening the, the, the Okay. Wasn't Go there on. a time when Odium got together with, I don't know, like 15 other people and killed someone really important? Well, yes. Yes, he did. So you, you think they're talking about that he looks at uh, Dalinar and sees Adonalsium? Well, people have had that theory that unite yeah. them means 
all the shards. So, so you, like, you think Odium sees Dalinar and suddenly he looks like Adonalzion. He's be. like, no, we killed them. I think that is a, a popular, I think I have read about that um, uh, theory. I find it much more likely that he's like, you just opened Honor's Perpendicularity, a thing that should be impossible unless Honor's here, but we killed you. And then, yeah, I think that we either means Ishar or Bavadin. Interesting. Like, I'm willing to blame Ishar for a lot of things at this point. I, I, I don't think he's up to any good, but I don't I know mean, if cult- he would have went so far to destroy Honor. Cultivation is a good theory, too, because it's pretty obvious at the end of the next book that she was conspiring against Odium. So, like, maybe the two of them worked together to take out Honor, and then she was like, mm, you know what? Actually, this guy's a loose cannon, too. I don't trust Cultivation, guys. She's up to some, and and uh, I think I was reading a theory about like how we've sort of seen some of the things she set up. Like we know she set up Dalinar. We're seeing it in this book. Um, so the things that she set up for Dalinar has taken place. It was to prevent Odium from having a champion. Um, and you know Dalinar doing other Dalinar things. She set up Taravangian to eventually be able to kill Odium and take his place. We have seen that in the fourth book. But she did something with Lyft. Lyft is another seed that she has planted. And we don't know what that will result in just yet. She set up Lyft at least partially to keep the sibling around and Urithiru, um back rebuilt and functioning. In the in the fourth book. I have to reread yeah. that. As, but... as the only functional source of lifelight on the planet. Oh, uh, True. And plus the the fact that she has and and you know Stormfather has complained about it because she has this very weird way of of creating investiture that sort of circumvents Stormlight, which you just mentioned with Lifelight. But yeah, anyway, I I, I don't know. There's more there. Like I don't think we can fully trust Cultivation. She she has her own agenda. We can't trust that it matches up with our Night Radiant team. What for the hold on? What if Hoyd? sent his his letters out to everybody and it included cultivation and cultivation responded positively to it what if hoyd and cultivation are trying to do the same thing maybe but i also don't fully know what hoyd is up to and he is he has admitted that he's willing to let the world burn to achieve whatever his objective is well okay his his open short-term objective is keep odium on roshar yes but what if Cultivation took that further and was like, I'm going to set things up so that Odium doesn't exist anymore eventually. I mean, that's fine. Think. I don't know. I, I feel like the best way to contain a shard like Odium is you, you need other shards. You need to be holding other shards. You can't just have Odium. You have, again, God's Divine Wrath. It needs context. So Odium is a very shard to exist. And even if you shatter it, it, it still has an effect on the Cosmere itself, as we see with Devotion and Dominion. So I don't think you could just shatter Odium. I think you need to hold Odium with other shards. So so if Odium and Honor is the, you know, Divine Wrath, then Odium and Cultivation would be like Kudzu? Well, Odium himself is Divine Wrath. People have said Odium and Honor is Justice. Ah, uh, yes. Still, my question stands. Odium and Cultivation. Kudzu. This Kudzu. Uh, Kudzu is a basically a really, really prolific vine that sort of overgrows everything else in an area so that nothing else can grow there. 
It's um, wow. an invasive plant in the South United States. It's invasive and uh, will literally like eat a house. Like, like if you if you needed to dispose of a body, just put it on the edge of a kudzu field, like because it grows so fast. Like you can watch it grow. Yeah, there, okay. this this sounds accurate. There are some really gorgeous pictures of it too. Like I'm just looking at one where over entire. This. Uh, K-U-D-Z-U. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it where there was a house. There's the shape of a house, but it's all it's all plant. Yeah, I see. I see that one. Wow, that's sort of scary. That's like when people are like when the world is dead and, you know, humans kill themselves. Yeah. And this is all we have left. Like all you see is this like this is all you see. Yeah. Okay. I have one more bullet point, guys. Uh, this is back to what you were saying earlier, Mike. Uh, this is Stormfather saying we are connected. Well, Dionor says we are connected. And he's like, I was bonded to men before. This never happened then. Honor was alive then. We are something different. His remnants, your soul, my will. There you go. Those are all my bullet points. All right. I feel like we did an episode. I feel like we did too. This is all your fault, guys. I I'm writing stuff down, so we have a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, After we finish, stick around for a few minutes. We need to talk about some stuff. But for now, bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.